Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver. And welcome to Real People, Real Talk podcast, the podcast ministry that equips you to thrive spiritually, relationally, and mentally. As you can hear, I'm joined today by my lovely bride, Ariel. So delighted and excited to have this conversation with you. So delighted and excited to have this conversation with you, too. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. The topic for today revolves around marriage and the holidays, as we will share some tips to thriving as a couple during this time of the year. Exactly. These tips are going to help you to reclaim the holidays, as this is a time of year that should be enjoyed and not merely endured. We have two scriptures for you today, one related to marriage and the other is related to the reason for the holiday that we call Christmas. Genesis two twenty four says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Becoming one, it's a lifelong journey. It's a process. And part of that process includes navigating the holiday season together as a unit, which is the centerpiece of our conversation for today, man. Hmm. Interesting. But did you know that Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. That's a word right there. This is a time of the year, the holiday that we know is Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. And this verse leads us to our first tip, which is tip number one, keep Christ first. As you navigate the holiday season, please remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please don't miss Christ this Christmas. Don't get distracted by the gathering the sales, the decorations, and the food. Yeah, what we're saying is like, it's totally okay to enjoy these things. But please remember to keep Christ first. And here are a few ways that you can do that. We want to encourage you to continue to seek the Lord as an individual and also as a family unit. I like to call it the big three. You need to have time in the word, time in prayer, and time at church. Yeah. And specifically, one thing we're trying this year is to read about the birth of Christ as a couple each Sunday in December, alternating between Matthew 1 and 18 and Matthew 2, 23 and Luke 2, 1 through 20. Exactly. So number one is talking about the holidays and the marriage. Please keep Christ first. And one of the ways that you can do that is time in the word, time in prayer and time at church. Yeah. Tip number two, communicate, communicate, communicate. The sooner you make your plans and the sooner you communicate those plans to your spouse and to your family, the better off things will be. I agree. Talk to your spouse, come up with your plan and communicate that to your extended family, both families, both sides. You don't want to get to the week of Christmas and both of y'all are assuming that Christmas will be spent at his house or your parents' house. You want to make sure that you have your plan put in place. Yeah, because um, this can apply to Thanksgiving, this can apply to Christmas and any other holidays. But specifically for Christmas, I mean, December 25th is always a day for Christmas. So that day never changes. So 
go ahead and make those plans. Um, Because I'm a firm believer in planning and preparing because when you do that ahead of time, it can just prevent a lot of unnecessary stress that can stem from just last minute plans. And as a couple, like my wife and I, there's going to be compromising. There's going to be sharing. Um, Some couples, they do Thanksgiving on the wife's side. Um, and then they do Christmas on the husband's side. Then they alternate. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to make a plan that works best for y'all because no two marriages are exactly alike. And then you got to communicate that. Right. And don't compare your relationship with somebody else's. What works for them may work for them. It may not work for you, um, especially depending on where your families are. If your families are in the same state, the same city, it could look a little different than people who have families that live in two totally different states on two totally different sides of the world or even the United States. So um, that's very important for us. We normally, depending on the year, um, my family is really big about Christmas Eve. Um, We have a Christmas Eve pajama party and we have games and food and we have fun. And then on Christmas morning, because we're all adults with children now, um, everybody goes back to their family house and they open gifts with their immediate family. Um, And so normally we will do Christmas Eve with my family. We'll get up, watch our nieces and nephews, open up their Christmas gifts and be so excited for whatever it is that they got that year. And then we will um, truck a couple hours north. Yeah, north. North to um, Paul's family uh, in Mississippi. And so my family, normally we meet up in Louisiana. So that works for us. And then uh, with me being a teacher, I get some extended time off. And we kind of bounce that in between um, our families for Christmas. Thanksgiving is our week that we take. Um, and we started that at the very beginning of our marriage, like Thanksgiving, we traveled together as a couple. And um, so our family already knows that whenever Thanksgiving's rolling around, they started asking us, where y'all going this year? Instead of y'all coming home, who's going where? So um, we started that pretty early. Yeah, that was our plan for like the first three years of our marriage. And then over the past two Thanksgivings, because we have our own home, that plan has changed. And now we we host our families, um, both her side and my side, our sides together. And that's the thing that we really, we really want to convey is that have a plan, communicate that plan, and then it's okay to reevaluate because our same Thanksgiving and Christmas plan hasn't been the same all six years of our marriage. So number one, keep God first. Number two, communicate. And number three, you got to manage your expectations when it comes to the holidays and marriage and just all things Christmas. Mm-hmm. And high expectations that aren't met will lead to great disappointment. Um, oftentimes, we tend to put a lot of pressure on Christmas to be perfect, and it doesn't have to be. Exactly. So we want to give you the freedom to kind of decompress, to to excel and It's okay not to have the quote unquote perfect Christmas. Yes, I'm hoping for a great Christmas, but don't have too high of an expectation. And here's what I mean. Like, don't worry about just having the the very perfect meal, the perfect decorations, the perfect family portraits with all the kids smiling and looking at the camera at the same time. That may not happen this year. And that's okay because the purpose of the holidays is not about having the perfect holiday. 
but the goal is to enjoy one another and to make memories. So please, from an emotional and mental point of view, do not set yourself up for failure by having too high of expectations. Yeah. And you got to know that you're dealing with imperfect people. So when you're dealing with imperfect people, things aren't going to be perfect. No matter how hard you try, you may get it close or what your version of perfection may look like. You may get it super close. But when you start bringing lots of people, depending on how big your family is, um, when you start bringing more people into the situation, then, of course, you're going to get a few setbacks. And, you know, it's always a chance for a come up. So tip number Four, create your own traditions. Yeah, the Bible says to leave and cleave. So as you are a married couple, your significant other, your spouse, create your own traditions as a couple. This is so vital. It's so key. And it's it's more than okay to keep, you know, traditions from your family that you grew up with and you can build upon those, but it's necessary to create your own. So they tell the people about some of your Christmas traditions growing up. Um, so Christmas traditions for us, whenever I was younger, um, and I was still getting, you know, buku amount of Christmas presents because that's just what my mom did. Um, we would go to my grandparents' house for Christmas and all of my mom's siblings and their kids would go to my grandparents' house. Um, my grandpa, he would always get a fresh tree that he would go chop down and make sure that we had for Christmas. Um, and so it would be a big celebration with all my cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents. Um, once my grandparents started getting a little older and my grandpa passed away, um, we kind of started going to my aunt's house and doing like the Christmas Eve thing um, because my grandma started getting sicker and we just wanted to, you know, allevi- alleviate stress from her. So we started pushing that route once we kind of start getting a little bit older. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much us for Christmas. Beautiful. And on my side growing up, our biggest and most consistent tradition was having the Christmas service on Christmas Day. No matter what day Christmas fell on, we was going to have church. All right. And celebrate the birth of our king. And then we have a big meal. And I just remember growing up watching the NBA games together. And so we just want to share briefly just, you know, a few of our traditions growing up. Just kind of give you an example of where we're going in this conversation. And now I may could just tell the people about our traditions as a couple. What do we do now for Christmas? Um, So our tradition for Christmas, uh, we celebrate all month long. Okay. We start celebrating Back in October, we get our traditions and um, we go see lights. At the the end of October. Okay. (laughs) Same difference. We we celebrate. We do. We We celebrate over here. Not to interrupt you, babe, but the reason why we do that and we kind of decorate what some would consider early and put up the tree, what some would consider early is like when you go through all of that time, energy and effort to put up the decorations, I personally, or we as a couple, we want to enjoy it for more than just a month. And so I know there are some uh, people have varying opinions like that. But as for me and my house, that's how we do it. <laughs> yay, yay. So back to our traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, we go see lights. So we um, will see some drive through lights or even we went to the zoo lights one time at the Houston Zoo. Um, we will bake cookies we will drink hot cocoa watch christmas movies um this year 
we got to pick a Saturday for us to watch our Christmas movies because we've been trying to do it when I get off of work and your girl be sleep. All right, 40 minutes into the movie, I look over there snoozing. Snooze. <laughs> and even in that, that kind of goes back to something earlier. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, we had the hot cocoa. Uh, we we turned the tree on. We watched the movie. 40 minutes in, you know, she, she falls asleep and she wakes up at the end. That wasn't necessarily the perfect night, but that was a great night. So, once again, you don't have to have a quote unquote perfect holiday in order to have a great holiday. So, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Just have fun. I mean, Jesus is the reason for the season. It's about giving. It's about being loved. So do those things. Yeah, because the heart of this episode, the heart of this conversation is that we really want this to be the most wonderful time of the year for you and for you to celebrate and really enjoy this time and not to rush through it, not to have too high of expectations and not to be um, stressed out of unnecessary things. And then another tradition that we have incorporated um, both our love for travel and our love for Christmas is that we decorate our Christmas tree. Well, one of our Christmas trees, we decorate one of them with ornaments that we bought throughout, you know, our years um, of traveling. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, what I really love, our Christmas tree is personal and it tells our story. And with that thought in mind, honey, tell the people what's one of your favorite ornaments on the tree. Um, That's kind of hard because there are a lot of great ornaments that we have put up on the tree. A lot of memories. Um, Lots of memories. I think my favorite ornament would have to be um, the MJ ornament. I think that's my favorite ornament because it just puts me back in a time where, side note, if you've never been to Vegas and you've never seen the Michael Jackson Circus LA show, show you got to go. Okay? Highly recommend. Have to go. I think we've gone like three times At and least. every time I'm like, wow, I really love the show. And so I think that's my favorite ornament because I truly, truly, truly love watching them put on that show. They do a really great job of just capturing you and keeping you the whole time. And it puts me back into the mind of Vegas and we travel to Vegas a lot and have lots of memories there. And so um, the MJ ornament. Well, um, you stole mine. Oops. The MJ ornament was my favorite for all of the reasons uh, that you named because it reminds me of that show. It reminds me of Vegas and sometimes that we traveled. Um, another one I would say a close second would be the Mount Rushmore ornament oh. and and that's because it reminds us of a trip that we took during covid um during the, the summer of 2020 and just tried to make the most of that, that time and um that was a fun trip as well as we got to see parts of the midwest that we haven't seen and so yeah but i mean my number one will be the michael jackson one as well but moving on tip number five be generous of course but don't get into debt trying to be santa claus to everybody I got to say that one more time during this season, of course, be generous. God calls us to be cheerful givers. God wants us to be generous and and share the blessing that he has given us. But let me tell you this exercise wisdom and discernment. Please don't go into debt trying to be Santa Claus to everybody. Yeah. And you got to do what's best for your budget and your family's finances, Um, especially if you have a big family. Maybe y'all should consider doing like a secret Santa um, type of thing versus buying every single person gifts in the entire family 
or even setting spending limits on those gifts, that would be a great idea. Um, I know we like get stuff for the children. I feel like every parent kind of goes through that. Like once you become an adult and you have children, like your kids get the gifts. Your, your Christmas is slim, right? So um, we try to make sure that we get our nieces and nephews thing. And then if we can splurge a little bit in our budget to get other people um, items like uh, brothers, sisters, cousins, people like that, we do. Um, but we definitely try to make sure that we get the little kids some. Yep. Shout out to the nieces and nephews, man. Um, but obviously this is a personal one. Um, so take time to communicate with your spouse and to pray about it. And, and I mean, if you have extra funds, this is a good time to donate and give to those who are less fortunate than you. And the closely related to this is during this time, it's vital that you beware of comparison. Man, you may see others and how they holiday may appear bigger and better than yours, uh, but don't get caught up in that. Rather, during this time, count your blessings and be grateful and enjoy the things that God has given to you and your family. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, and I'm probably talking more so to myself, be aware of holiday stress. Just go ahead and just know that it's going to be longer lines. It's going to be more traffic. So make sure you get prayed up before you walk outside of the house. So mm -hmm. that was just um, a bonus and that was free right there. Tip number six is related to your mental health and emotional health. Yes. Protect your peace. And here's what I mean. Maybe you normally cook, but this year has been extra stressful. It's okay. It's more than okay for your mental and emotional well-being to ask someone else to cook this time or even cater if you can. Um, another way of protecting your peace is be sure that during this time as an individual and also as a couple that you don't overcommit or overextend yourself. It's time out of having stressed out, overly busy, overcommitted Christmases. But we need to have a time where we can relish it and enjoy it and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. For example, we have devoted one Saturday of this month to simply do nothing. We're going to sleep in or to take out. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Watch our favorite Christmas movies and, and a few new ones and just enjoy one another's company and just have a restful recharging day. And that's actually my wife's favorite day. Yes, sir. For sure. Now, we definitely are going to take this past the Christmas and holiday season because it's always amazing to get your rest. Having one day out of the week, especially if you work like six, seven days out of the week, um, having one day in between those weeks to just rest and recharge and not do anything will be so beneficial to your mental health, to your emotional health, to nice. your physical health, really, because... My mom always said, if you don't lay your body down, your body will lay you down. And so that's when you start seeing people getting sick and um, just feeling so tired and worn out. And it really, really does do the body well just to have a relaxed day. So not only are we doing this during the holidays, but <laughs> also throughout the whole year. That's true. It's necessary and it's needed to take the time to slow down. And not to always be in a hurry. It's not about rushing through life, but it's about enjoying life. And um, also related to that is the mental and emotional space. It's okay to say no. 
It's okay to say not now. It's okay to ask for help um, as it relates to expectations, invitations, and obligations. And basically, all in all, protect your peace. Protect your peace. It's so vital, so key. Yes, peace is definitely key. But also, tip number seven, balance is key. As we've already communicated, we want you, our hope, our heart, our prayer, is that you will enjoy the holiday season. We want this to be the most wonderful time of the year for you. Um, It's okay to let loose a bit. It's okay to enjoy this time, and it's okay to even treat yourself. But be careful in this month during this time that you don't overdo it. Don't overindulge because the temptation is there. Uh, the temptation is here during this time to to overspend, to overeat. And please don't do this because if you do, you're going to start 2024 behind. In other words, do all things in moderation. Amen. And hey, pan again. But before we let you go, we want to shout out a few of our best answers from our social media family. When we asked them, what was their best advice as it relates to holidays and marriage? Tori Chase said, for Christmas presents, decide on a budget and stick to it. And that coincides with what we said earlier. Don't go into debt, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to be Santa Claus. All right. Yeah. Tori also said, start your own traditions together. You don't have to do all the same things you did growing up with your family. Do something exciting, fun, different for the two of you and your new family. And along those lines, talking about tradition, um, David Armijo said that they celebrate both Swedish and New Mexican traditions, and they call it Sweet Mexican. <laughs> exactly. And I love that because you get the best of both worlds and you get something that you grew up with and something that your spouse grew up with and you call it your own. My sister, Kelly, shout out to my sister. She chimed in and said, need to talk things out properly. And I totally agree as it really goes back to something that we said earlier, Bay, about communicating early and communicating clearly. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah Holland chimed in also and said, make the plan with your spouse, keyword with your spouse um, before the events, before traveling. So you won't be stressed out in the moment. Y'all are a team. And I'm adding this part. Y'all are a team. You got to make plans as a team. All right. Yes. So here's a tip from Nick White. He said, have a hot marriage. Okay. Honest, open and transparent. He goes on to say, become a language expert in your spouse's love language. Yep. And all of those are great tips. And we appreciate our social media family and friends for participating and chiming in. And really, that's going to do it for today. We hope that you have found value in today's episode. And if you like what you heard today, take time to share this episode with a few friends. Yes, sir. And be sure to check the show notes as we will leave the link to other episodes about relationships. And all in all, we don't want you to just survive the holiday season. We want you to thrive during this time. But you mind just saying a word of prayer for the people? Yes, sir. Let us bow unless you're driving. Then no bow. Lord, we just thank you so much for who you are, everything you are to us, God. We pray that as we are coming up on this holiday season or as we're in this holiday season, that you will give us peace, that you'll give us comfort. We pray, Lord, that as um, a married couple, that you give us the path that we should walk in, God. You give us everything that we need as we're going throughout this holiday season. We thank you for our families. We thank you for the opportunity to give and to be cheerful givers to you. 
We thank you and we praise you for everything you're doing in and through us. In Jesus' name. And amen again. Now go be all that God has called you to be. And we out.